welcome to another episode of The Emma Gunn Show and a midweek instalment of Bullet Points. Now, I mentioned a few weeks ago that I would be taking a social media break during December 2023. And since then, my inbox has been full of questions from you, my most excellent listeners, about how I'm going to take a social media break. So let's talk about it. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Taking a social media break. It sounds so easy when you say it like that, but I'm currently at the beginning of a month-long social media detox and the urge to look or the reflex to tap the part of my phone screen where Instagram used to live is still extremely strong. But why? Why come off social media in the first place? And I am talking about Instagram specifically here because that's the app I use for the most amount of hours, log into without even thinking and find myself refreshing time and time again when nothing new is actually appearing. So when I originally said I would like to take a break from social media, and even though it's Instagram, I'm also not really looking at any of the other social media platforms, although I am using the Meta Business Suite to keep an eye on anything urgent as my social media is so keenly connected to my job. But when I originally said I'd like to take a break from social media, I did so because I didn't really know how else to take time off. Now, I know that sounds weird, but I've gone another whole year without taking a holiday because I really don't know how. So what happens is I talk about taking some time off, work like the clappers to carve out a week where I don't have to create any content, and then I do nothing. This is a vicious cycle that we can unpick at another time on another episode. And maybe when I'm back on social media, my whole vibe will be, hey, this month I'm going on this holiday. I doubt it, but hey, we can always, we can always dream. But taking a break from social is a type of unplugging I didn't realise I needed. And maybe I should call it a digital holiday because it's as close to a holiday I'm going to come in 2023. And I didn't realise I needed to unplug until I started thinking about what it would look like. And genuinely... It felt impossible. I thought about what I'd miss out on, how I'd lose track of what my friends and colleagues were up to. But I suppose underpinning all of that was, truthfully, just massive insecurity. I was really concerned that by opting out, I would be forgotten, out of sight, out of mind and all that. It was being honest about these feelings that made me realise it was something I probably had to do. And even though I'm less than a week in, I already have some learnings that I would like to share with you that hopefully answer all of the questions that have been coming into the inbox. But first, let's delve into the good and bad of social media, because while it does get blamed for a lot of what's wrong with the world, it's also responsible for some good, I think. So for all of the good things I could list off about social media, I would say that connection is at the top. 
That's how it all started when you think about it. Does anyone remember Friends Reunited? It was the first way we ever really had of finding old friends from school, university, places we used to live. And without Friends Reunited, the basics of Facebook would never have come to pass, in my opinion. Oh, that reminds me, I must rewatch The Social Network. Anyway, I'm in touch with people I would have lost contact with long ago because of social media. Friends from uni, people I went to school with, old colleagues, and I'm aware that if our sole method of communication had been phone, text or email, the momentum of conversation would have halted many years ago. It's a really wonderful way to maintain those open lines of communication while actually being quite passive, but then when you do use social to communicate, it feels fresh and you don't have to do the, I'm sorry I haven't messaged in a while. You can just get right back to where you left off and for me that's a really wonderful aspect of social media. And one also can't be dismissive of the role social media plays in entertainment. Now, I remember watching an episode of Mindy Kaling's brilliant show on Netflix, Never Have I Ever, where the protagonist, Devi, was lying on her bed with her boyfriend, Paxton. Instead of watching TV or making out, she suggested they watch TikToks. Now, I think I watched this at the beginning of 2023, and I was baffled. I was almost horrified at the idea that you'd watch social over a program or film that was in front of you on your television screen. But fast forward nearly 12 months... And I am right there with them. And it's not just about looking up the marital status of whoever I'm watching on TV. I've caught myself with the television on watching reel after reel, paying absolutely no attention to the depth of the television at all. In fact, I have often turned down the volume on the TV because it's distracting me from my phone, which let's face it, that's not great. But that entertainment can be anything from clips from old TV shows that make me feel nostalgic, in a garden making gooey chocolate brownies, someone falling over in a way that's impossible not to laugh at, a makeup tutorial that I'm glued to that makes me immediately get up, take off all my makeup and redo it, or someone putting together an outfit and choosing what perfume, handbag and or shoes to wear. I am hooked and I am thoroughly entertained. We all know that social media is dictated by an algorithm and that what you see is curated for you based on your likes, views and shares. And what that leads to is a sense of community. It might not be in-person interaction, but it feels good to hear and see other people who share your opinions. Now, obviously, this is a good thing and a bad thing, especially when people start fighting and piling on, which we know happens on social media platforms. But in the sense that you can create a sort of social town hall where you see and hear from people you like and admire, that's nice. That's a comforting aspect of social media. Media. Obviously, it can be weaponized, so we have to be a little bit careful about pitching that as a positive. But I do think, in its most benign form, it's a real positive. And as someone who creates content that's distributed via social media, broadcast channels, uh, online, <laughs> online, <laughs> what am I trying to say? <laughs> online newspapers. I was about to say online newspapers and magazines, just online platforms. Um, it's impossible not to view social as a networking and professional development site. I might make content for listeners and viewers, but I have to be aware of who else is watching, i.e. brands, editors, other content creators, potential employers, and be mindful that every post has the potential to broaden my professional network. LinkedIn might be the most popular and widely used platform for professional networking, but in the media, other social channels are just as important. We can't dismiss how great social media is for discovering new things either. Facebook commissioned two studies back in 2019 to try to discover the ways and means people use their platforms and 83% of respondents said they use social media to discover new products or services. So this year alone, I've discovered Stackers, a great brand of luggage, travel accessories and storage solutions that has helped me organise my life and their weekender bag was unbelievably useful when I travelled to Los Angeles earlier this year and I wouldn't have known about it had I not stumbled across one of their reels online on Instagram. 
And I think social media might have been where my love, where my love affair for free people began, because I'd see so many people wearing it, and eventually started seeing all the tags and buying it. And the rest is history. Not to mention the activewear brand Mer. Oh my goodness. Well, in fairness. I sought that one out after seeing J-Lo wearing their tie-dye tracksuit in the halftime film on Netflix. But then I discovered Mer on Instagram and that was it. And also Adenola, another great activewear brand. Both have been fairly recent but amazing discoveries. And for my final four for social media, it comes down to education. Now, I'm a visual learner. I've talked about this many times on the podcast, but I love watching cooking videos, makeup tutorials, and other sorts of follow-along content, because for me, it's easy for me to pick up and replicate it. Emily English, the nutritionist who was on this podcast a couple of months ago, she's a great nutritionist. Also, she was a fantastic guest. She shares the most incredible recipe follow-alongs, and I make at least one of her recipes every week. I think last week I made her poppy seed and lemon muffins, protein muffins, her egg drop chicken soup, and what else did I make of hers? Oh, a chicken pie. And they were all flipping fantastic, and all I had to do was watch her reel a couple of times, and it kind of got into my brain. So I'm grateful for social for that, because I simply couldn't achieve the same result with cooking videos, for example, if I was following along, along just with a cookbook. So those are my good things about social media, but we have to be honest about the bad. A number of studies have confirmed the correlation between social media use and mental health with increased depression, negative feelings resulting from comparison, anxiety, insomnia, and impulsive behavior all being linked to time spent online. Now I'm coming to you as a 45-year-old woman, and whenever I read stats like that, whenever I look at these studies, I cannot imagine what it must be like to be a child or a young adult online. I simply cannot. The reason for the catalogue of negative mental health impacts is linked to comparison and inferiority at seeing other people's supposedly perfect lives, which you can kind of understand when you're grown up, as I hope I am, you can kind of have a little bit of distance and look at things and realise, I know that's curated, but if you're young, it can be so much harder to see that. And that leads us neatly into mofo, into mofo, into FOMO, (laughs) the fear of missing out. According to a study by Charity Scope, 62% of social media users felt their own achievements were inadequate when they compared them to their own, to other people's posts, sorry, and 60% that actually being on social media made them feel jealous of other people. And I'll be honest, I have really great friends, people I love, people who I enjoy spending time with, who are at the top of my friendship tree, but they're so socially active on social media in a very social and outgoing way. And at times I have to mute them simply because of my own FOMO. Now, even though I know myself well enough to know, I simply do not enjoy the kind of high energy social events they do. When I see people enjoying them, I sometimes chastise myself for being boring. And a part of me wonders if I would ever unlock the super gregarious version of myself that I thought lingered somewhere inside, very dormant, if I just went wild, threw caution to the wind and went to every party I was invited to or at least went to one party where I hadn't pre-booked my taxi home. I've made peace with the fact I'm not the party girl I thought I was meant to be, but that doesn't mean I don't feel inadequate when I see other people enjoying that kind of life. So yeah, sometimes I mute people, but it's very much a mute with love. It's self-preservation and not any kind of negative feeling about that person or how they choose to live their lives. And of course, there's the addictive nature of social media. Those refreshed feeds, likes, shares, messages, comments, etc. They all trigger the the production of dopamine in the brain. And that feel-good chemical is addictive. It was realising this. It was realising that I was tethered to social media because of the good feelings I felt when I was engaging with it that made me realise I had to take this break. 
And if spending time on social media leaves you feeling dissatisfied, annoyed or jealous, if you pick up your phone and can't remember why, and you're just scrolling or refreshing mindlessly, if you hate watching people for fun, or if the idea of not being connected to using the apps feels scary, then maybe it's time to take a break. Now, while I've done it cold turkey, and if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that that's my default mechanism for anything, but that doesn't mean that's the way you have to do it. You could do an app audit and delete apps from your phone that you don't use very much, or you could set time limits on the apps you think you overuse. There's an app called Freedom, which is apparently very good for this. And of course, Instagram has its own inbuilt time limit function, although be warned, it's very easily dismissed, which can render it useless. I had it on for a while and every day I just dismiss it. You can also use grayscale to take all the colours out of your home screen, which makes it far less appealing, distracting and tantalising. And you can also reorganise your apps so they aren't always in the same place. I used to do this, but I did fall out of the habit. But I cannot tell you how many times over the last few days my thumb has scrolled to where Instagram used to be without me even realising what I was doing. My thumb has been doing its own version of Thing from the Adams Family, and it's been quite disconcerting. So let's get down to the nitty gritty. And how is my social media detox actually going less than a week in? Am I noticing any benefits at all? Well, first of all, I did something at the weekend that I haven't done in ages. And I mean ages. I watched an entire film without picking up my phone. Don't ask me why it's taken me this long to watch Interstellar. It came out in 2014, so it's been around for nearly a decade. But I finally decided to watch it and I was gripped from start to finish, which was nearly three hours. Now, obviously, Christopher Nolan makes incredible films and Interstellar, with its all-star cast, is no exception. But even after only 48 hours away from social, I was able to be present for a film without checking the Wikipedia page, scrolling through Matthew McConaughey's IMDb or looking up the definition of quantum physics during the film. The only time I haven't looked at my phone during a film was in the cinema. This is in like the last however many years because I observed the code of conduct. Shout out to fellow Kermode and Mayo fans. But to be this present on my sofa when I could so easily pause, rewind or anything was something I really appreciated and it is different from how it was just a week before. And speaking of focus, I also read a book in the first two days of the break and I found reading a real challenge this year because I do so much of it for work and it can begin to feel like a chore. But a book is like a meal that you toil over and prepare versus a snack you can grab out of the cupboard or fridge, metaphorically speaking. And I've been a real snacker recently, i.e. I've been consuming short-form social media content over long-form content, specifically books this year. But that made me think about something else, because I've also noticed this year that my breadth of knowledge requires work. So when I've been out with friends and we've been chatting about various things, I've really felt that my opinions on some topics have been too surface, too thin. And that's because I'm consuming snippets only. I'm consuming a snapshot of a perspective rather than a well thought out, thorough and robust argument. And I don't want to be that person who doesn't really have anything that they can bring to the table. So it's made me much more mindful to read and also watch longer form debates, maybe even watch YouTube and watch proper conversations about a topic rather than just a 90 second clip of someone's opinion where I don't know what their sources are. To that point, I also woke up this morning and after I'd meditated, instinctively picked up my phone. Now with no social media to scroll, I opened my daily email from the Times newspaper read the five headlines and then tapped on two of them to read. And this felt like a much better use of my time than what I'd usually do, which would look at, see what friends and colleagues and people I follow have posted over the weekend. It's actually made me message friends and suggest catching up rather than passively enjoying them via their posts and stories. And actually, that's felt really wonderful to have that direct connection with people rather than the connection via DM. 
also because actually I really dislike DMs on Instagram. If I'm speaking to somebody, I want them, I want it to be on WhatsApp because it's so easy to lose conversations, lose track of conversations in DM. I, f- I find it my least favorite way to communicate. But anyway, that's my own thing. But facts are facts. We're in the early stages of the social media break. But so far, I'd say my findings overall are positive. It did feel a bit isolating and odd at the beginning, but that wore off far more quickly than I was expecting. But it does still feel a little bit weird knowing that there's an entire social media world going on and I'm not participating in it, but maybe that will lessen. I don't know, we'll see. I'm already wondering how to make the return because I obviously will in January, but I would like to think I could go back with a slightly more considered and thoughtful approach so that I don't fall back into the just mind the scrolling. The truth is though, this might be the honeymoon period of this detox. I might have not yet entered the real withdrawal state of this process, but I'm sure I'll be able to update you on that in the next episode. So I hope that's been helpful. That's everything for bullet points this week. If you have any thoughts or feelings about social media, using it, not using it, using it moderately, using it well, using it professionally, or anything else, then please, I know I'm not really on social this month, but please go and start a conversation in the Facebook group. I'm going in and approving comments, and I would just love to see if this triggers any debate. The link to join that Facebook group is in the show notes. Thank you for listening. Thank you for following, commenting on posts, subscribing, spreading the word about the podcast. I appreciate it hugely. I will see you on the next one. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.